Good morning, everybody. Morning. Shall we begin our worship with some singing? Yeah. Just stand and sing with us, please. One, two, three, yes. four, and... I come before you today And there's just one thing that I want to say Thank you, Lord Thank you, Lord For all you've given to me For all the blessings that I cannot see made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. For any of you who may not know, my name is Carol, and I've worshipped here at HHUMC for almost three years now. And I'm glad to welcome all of you to worship today. As Christ welcomed us with open arms and a loving heart, we too welcome you. Wherever you have been, whatever you have done, no matter your past or your present, you have a future. Christ came, lived, and died to ensure that future. It's the first day for our new pastor, Cheryl Broom, and we're excited to praise God together. But I have a couple announcements first. 
If you like celebrating birthdays and you love this church, put Thursday, July 28 on your calendar. That will be our monthly dinner, and we're going to be doing an independence theme with hamburgers and hot dogs, and we're asking people to bring side dishes and possibly a sweet treat. There will be a sign-up sheet out in the narthex. As you know, we celebrate monthly birthdays, so we will be celebrating the birthday of our nation, our local church, our new pastor's birthday, as well as the congregational birthdays in July. So it's going to be a birthday, 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 birthday <laughs> celebration. Because it's the 55th anniversary of the founding of this church, Mr. Roy Baldron is going to show a slideshow of the history of Holotus Hills, and it's been updated to include the ministry of Pastor Jim Sweet. Can you name, in order, all 13 pastors who have served here? Do you know what was raffled off to raise the money to build the park building? Do you know what happened to the church bell before it was placed in the steeple? Come and find out the answers to these and many other facts about the history of Holotus Hills UMC on the 28th. Second, please check our July calendar in the narthex for activities and such that we'll be offering here at the church. At this time, I'd like to offer Jesse to come up front with the children's announcements, please. All right, for announcements this week, we have our final campfire worship until things decide to not be the surface of the sun outside. So we're having a campfire worship on July 3rd, next Sunday, from 6 to 8 p.m. And because I know it's hot, and I made you guys sit outside for the last one in May, we're going to do this one indoors in the fellowship hall. I will set up a fake campfire, I promise you. We will have the campfire. We will have the worship. We will have the music. It'll be an informal time of worship together and fellowship. We typically eat while we're having worship at campfire worship, if you haven't attended. And we just like to keep it low-key and let you have a time to reflect on scripture and reflect on song yourself instead of being directed to do so, right? Faith is a super personal thing. This month's theme will be the freedom we have within our faith and how our faith plays into our freedom. So we hope to have you there at 6 p.m. in the fellowship hall. The second announcement I have is for our youth days. The dates are finally set. The locations are finally set. Parents, there are flyers out there on the Welcome Center and on the table for your your um, families to take home. We are on July 16th. We're going to be going to the Witty Museum because I like the Witty, so you get to go. And they have a really cool display on poison right now, poison in nature, that I thought would be pretty cool to go through. We are going on July 30th, I think it is, to Ripley's Believe It or Not downtown by the Alamo. If it's still standing, I don't know. I heard it's being torn down, but as of right now, it's still there. So we'll be doing that. August, the two dates in August will be at main events, and then we'll finish out the, the summer with a pool party. Today, Pastor Cheryl will be sharing a message about the Lord's Prayer found in both Matthew 6 as well as Luke 11 as we explore how Jesus instructs us to pray. We will now be bringing Sharon and Scott and Pastor Cheryl up front, please. Good morning. Well, this is a good day. Uh, I'm Scott Paul. I'm the administrative board chairman uh, for our church. Um, and I've been a member of this church since, well, me and my family have been a member of this church since 1999. And I'm Sharon Fitzpatrick, and I have been a member of this church and loving every minute of it for the last five years. All right, uh, we're going to install our new pastor today, so there are some speaking parts for the congregation just to let you guys know. All right, 
Dear friends, today we welcome Cheryl Broom as our pastor. We believe that she is well qualified and has been prayerfully appointed by our Bishop Robert Schnazy. Cheryl, you have been sent to live among us as a bearer of the word of God, a minister of the sacraments, a sustainer of the love, order, and discipleship of the people of God. Today, I reaffirm my commitment in the presence of this congregation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as a people committed to participate in the ministries of the church, by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness, will you, who celebrate this new beginning, support and uphold Cheryl in these ministries? How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of the messenger. Who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation. Let us pray. Eternal God, strengthen and sustain us in our ministries together with Cheryl as our pastor. Give her and us patience, courage, and wisdom so to care for one another and challenge one another that we may follow Jesus Christ living together in love and offering our gifts and talents in your service through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Cheryl, accept this Bible and be among us as one who proclaims the word. Cheryl, take this water and baptize new Christians in this place. Thank you. Cheryl, take this bread and cup and keep us in communion with Christ and his church. Amen. And Cheryl, receive this stole, signifying your ordination, and shepherd us as your flock. Amen. This yoke has been laid upon me and I willingly take it upon myself. Let us pray. Lord God, bless the ministries of your church. We thank you for the variety of gifts you have bestowed upon us. Draw us together in one spirit that each of us may use our differing gifts as members of one body. May your word be proclaimed with faithfulness. May we be doers of your word and not hearers only. As we who have died and risen with Christ in baptism gather at this table and then scatter into the world, may we be one in service to others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you. Scripture reading for today is from Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. He was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. He said to them, Whenever you pray, say, Father, your name be honored as holy, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not bring us into temptation, 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Lord, we come before you today asking that you hear our prayers and guide us to pray as Jesus prayed. Today, we seek to draw near you and experience the power of your Holy Spirit as we pray. Thank you for giving us the model of how to live and how to pray. Grant us the courage to ask and receive the gift of your Holy Spirit, moving us closer to experiencing today earth as it is in heaven. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Son of God, teaching us to 
I'd like to invite the children forward at this time. We have a pop quiz today. We've been talking about change in the children's ministry for the, the month of June. And so these guys are pros at change right now. And I asked them in first service, they had a one-question pop quiz. And they either passed or failed. What is the biggest change in the sanctuary today? We have a new pastor. We all got it right. We are so excited to have our new pastor here today, and we're going to finish up our sermon series on change this week, because we've been talking about change and how change is pretty much the only constant we have in life, right? The only thing that we can depend on in life besides God is change. Change constantly happens around us, right? Your bodies are always growing. Do you guys fit into clothes you fit into, like, last year? No. No? Right, we don't fit into the clothes we had last year. Kiddos are constantly growing. And even as grown-ups, there are going to be parts of your body that are constantly growing and changing. We can look out into nature and see that the seasons are constantly changing around us. Although sometimes in Texas, it doesn't feel like it. we get stuck on repeat in the summertime, right? We can look out and we can see butterflies and frogs and plants in the way that they change in nature, right? The way they go from one form to another. We can look at a fire in nature and see how a fire can completely destroy an environment, right? It'll just tear through a forest or a grassland. And it seems like it's completely destroyed things. But if you watch what happens after that, after that big challenge, after that big change, that environment comes back made new. It comes back stronger. It comes back with better growth. A lot of the times the plants are healthier after a fire. When we're looking through our lives and we're going through all of these changes, it can be difficult, right? Because every time we're faced with a change, we're faced with a challenge. Something about the way we work has to, has to change, right? It's a challenge to us. I have to, I'm challenged to change the way that I think. I'm challenged the way the, that I do things, the way that I live my life. Maybe the way that I even dress might be something as silly as that, right? Change brings challenge to our lives. And sometimes we just want to say, nope, not doing it, right? I like, I like my routine. I will not get up for school tomorrow. I don't want to do it. But then we don't learn and grow, right? If we don't face that challenge, we don't learn and grow. God has made us to change. He has made people to change in our hearts, in our faith, even on our bodies, right? Mr. Roy at first service confirmed He didn't tell me I was wrong. The human body changes. It sells out every 7 to 10 years. Most of your cells are made new every 7 to 10 years, meaning you have a whole new body every 7 to 10 years. And I'm going to submit an application to upgrade mine in some areas for the next round. (laughs) Oh, you want to go to his? Well, he taught high school, so you got a way to go. But one day you'll be in anatomy class. So we are programmed to change. God made sure that we could change. And he walks alongside of us throughout all of these changes that we face in life. So when you guys are going through hard times, I'm going to share a scripture with you. And I know I shared it in first service. You guys are going to have it memorized by the time we leave today, right? It comes from Jeremiah 29, chapter, chapter 29, verse 11. And it's a passage I found in high school. And it helped me get through a lot of things. It's one of those verses that just pops in my head when I need reassurance. And it says, "For I know the plans I have for you. God's speaking. I know the plans I have for Noella. I know the plans I have for Nate. I know the plans I have for Ruby. I know the plans that I have for Pastor Jim. 
I know the plans I have for that lady up there, Pastor Cheryl, right? God knows the plans he has for each and every person sitting inside of this church. Every part of our church family, he has a plan for our family as a whole. And that plan is not to harm us, guys. It's to make us prosper, to build us up, to give us hope and a future. God has good plans for us, but we have to be willing to face those challenges and changes head on so we can turn into what he needs us to be in that plan. Amen? Will you all pray with me? Let's bow our heads, fold our hands, close our eyes, and say, Dear God, thank you for being with us through all of life's changes. We know that you're preparing us for a future with you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to exit out the side for spark worship. Thank you, Jesse. My name is Cheryl Broom, and I'm your new pastor here at Lotus Hills United Methodist Church. I'm delighted to be here, and we're going to do prayers of the people. Now, I know Pastor Jim called it rainbow rattlesnakes. And immediately I said, I don't like rattlesnakes. <laughs> so we're going to call it prayers of the people. And whatever joys that you'd like to lift or concerns you'd like to lift, is there someone with a mic that's going to run up and down the aisle? This is like the price is right in prayers. Now, I know you're a praying church, and you can either lift your prayers aloud as she comes up the aisle, if you'll just raise your hand. If you have a prayer request, you can fill out the yellow prayer request form, and your prayer team will pray diligently over your request. And when you're not here and you go online, you can go onto our Facebook page and select prayer request, and we'll honor your prayer request then. So does anyone here want to lift a prayer, concern, or joy with no rattlesnakes? My neighbor's seven-year-old that was hit with a ball on the side of his head, and he's got a brain bleed. So his name is Wade Henry. And, um, and for this, his parents, he's been there since Monday at the hospital. So pray for our little guy to, that God put his healing hands over him and peace and strength for the family. Lord. Hear our prayers. I finally got my hearing aid so I can now hear and thank everyone for coming. I think we had a real welcoming for our uh, new pastor, and we're just going to call you Pastor Cheryl and welcome you with open arms. Lord, hear our prayer. and Thank you, Judy. Uh, just asking for prayers. Uh, Friday, Katie, Anakin, and I leave for our usual summer away from the heat. So uh, just if you guys could lift us up in your prayers as we travel and as Katie and I get married in three weeks. Woo. Lord, hear our prayers. So when you come back from vacation, you're going to be a married man. Awesome. I just wanted to mention, um, yesterday I was with the group that went to the, um, the food bank, and it was really fun, and Pastor Cheryl was there too, and so praise for, for that and for the food bank, and next time that they offer it, I encourage anyone to come, because it's really fun. We could even contribute, and uh, it was a really great time. So, Lord, hear our, hear our prayers. prayers. No other prayer requests? 
All right, then let's go before the Lord in prayer. Will you pray with me, please? Lord God, I give you thanks and praise for this body of believers, for all these prayers that we have lifted. Oh, Lord, hear our prayer. We trust in your plan, and we know that things may not be what they seem, but in your world, they're right. We pray that you would guide us, that you'd strengthen us, that you would show us to do your will and work in the world. Be with us as we part from one another and travel through the summers and bring us back once again that we might praise you. For all these prayers, O Lord, those written and those on our hearts, we offer them unto you with thanks and with praise. As we pray together the prayer Jesus taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our response to God's calling is found in our sharing, sharing our common life together, sharing our prayers together, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. That's our discipleship. And now if you'd like to share any gifts to bring before the church, there's a basket on your way out that you can drop any gifts in. And you can also go online and give online because we're a fabulous group, aren't we? Go to our Facebook page and you'll find ways to be active and to give. So now we could do the doxology. Would you stand and let us sing together? said the Lord's Prayer pretty quickly together, and I wonder how many of us just ran through it like by memory. Do you ever do that? I find myself just going through it and uh, not stopping, not thinking about the words that I prayed and what they might mean. And so it reminded me of the of a situation here. I think I was on the phone with him the first time he did it. Mid-sentence, interrupting me, he announced, it's time for the Lord's Prayer. Will you pray with me? I mean, like, who's going to say no, right? No, I won't pray with you the Lord's Prayer. So I prayed with him the Lord's Prayer. Later, I was with him again, and precisely at noon, he marched into the office, and he called everybody to gather up and join hands. And what did we do, Rhonda? We prayed the Lord's Prayer, holding hands. Do you recognize who this person is? Pastor Jim, yes, it wasn't Jesus, but it was a faithful follower of Jesus in Pastor Jim. I'm glad to be with you here my first Sunday as your new pastor, and Pastor Jim retired for about 10 minutes, and then they asked him to take on an appointment here in the city uh, to help in the district office, but he reminded me of the value and the strength in saying found in the Lord's Prayer. And I thought it was appropriate today for us to think about the words that we pray in the Lord's Prayer. 
How often do you pray it? You know, Jesus taught us to pray this prayer some 2,000 years ago. And we heard in Scripture, pray like this. And then the prayer was also recorded in the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. And this is what that Scripture says. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, may your name be revered as holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So often we say the word of God for the people of God, and the people say, thanks be to God. These are hard words, though, to listen to and very clear in how Jesus taught us to pray. And I know that praying is hard for some people. Many people don't know what to say to God. They feel uneasy or stuck. But lucky for us, Jesus gave us an example of how we are to pray. And we call it the? Yeah, I don't think Jesus called it that. I want you all to learn the Lord's Prayer. But we called it that. It's one of the very first prayers that we teach our children. It's the prayers that on our lips when we are in times of trouble. Often when I'm praying for a family or individual, I end our prayer time together by saying together the Lord's Prayer. We find this practice of praying the Lord's Prayer in the Didache. And that means Greek for teaching. It's also called the teaching of the Twelve Apostles. And it's the oldest surviving Christian order that we have on record. It was probably written in Syria or Egypt in the first or second century. And the Didache instructs early followers to pray this prayer three times a day, morning, noon, and at bedtime. Now, I know every Sunday in worship, we pray the Lord's Prayer. We already said it once. And I wonder, do you pray it during the week? It was a practice of ours when we did Kairos, which is prison, Emmaus prison ministry, when we would drive up to the prison at the first guard's tower, we would stop our car and pray the Lord's Prayer together at that point because we knew we might be in for trouble and we needed to be shored up by the words of the Lord's Prayer. And so we're going to look at it closely, like line by line, and let me know if you learn anything new or you hear something in that prayer that you maybe didn't hear before as we take our time and walk through the Lord's Prayer together. The very first two words are, most of you know that. I hear some children out there saying this. I know you know the Lord's Prayer, and that really gratifies my heart that your parents have taught you these words. Our Father. Our Father. Hmm. Now, Jesus didn't say, pray to my Father. He said, pray to our Father. That means God, our Father, is the Father of every single human being in creation. If you look to your left and you see a person, and you look to your right and you see a person, God created them. And that makes God our, our Father. Now, sometimes the second word creates some issue for people. People that don't have a good relationship with their father, sometimes when they say that, they feel funny or awkward. Now, the word that Jesus used when he said our father was Abba. 
And Abba means daddy. Do you see how familiar that prayer becomes once you now say, our daddy. And if you have a good relationship with your daddy, then that feels really wonderful. And if you don't, sometimes people will substitute a different word. They might say, our created, our beloved, our God. And that's okay, too, because what God was trying to teach us in Jesus in these words, our Father, is relying on that personal relationship who is the Father of us all. Now, the next word is our Father who art in heaven. Who art in heaven. Well, so we're praying to a God, and God lives beyond here in heaven. And then we say, hallowed, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed means in Greek, hagios theto, and that means to make holy. To make holy is your name, God. And by worshiping God's holy name, we begin worshiping God in purpose, in presence. There are a couple ways to praise God's name. Can you think of a few? If you ask Kathy Brock or Sharon, they would say, in music. You can praise God in music. And that is a wonderful and beautiful way to praise God. We started this morning at the very first, praising God by song. What's another way we might praise God? Through scripture, perhaps. When we read scripture, we read about how to praise God, how to use our bodies. You remember what King David, he danced. I didn't see anybody dancing today. It's okay to dance and praise God. And the next way you can praise God is through giving thanks. That's a sign for thanks. Those are all ways that we make God's name holy. Our Father in heaven, holy, hallowed be thy name. The next line is, I'm so glad some people are paying attention. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We're praying that things will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. Jesus said, pray it. Work for it. Every time we pray, ask God for it. What do you think the world is supposed to be like? What does it look like for earth to be as heaven? Well, if you read scriptures, you're going to get glimpses of what heaven's like. Because in heaven, I know that there is no hunger. There is no strife. There is no pain. There is no discrimination. And Jesus said we should pray that earth would be like in heaven. Could you imagine what a beautiful place the earth would be if we imagined it like heaven? And then Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Intentionally not saying my will be done, mine. Jesus said not our will, but God's will be done. And sometimes I'll emphasize in my own prayer, thy, to bring home in my head, in my heart, that it is not about me. It's about God's kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. Well, thank you for answering that. On earth as it is in heaven. Next line is? Give us this day. You got it. Give us, not me, just me. I, we don't pray, give me today, God, my daily bread. Because, I mean, obviously I don't need it. But Jesus said, give us today our daily bread. And Jesus instructed us to pray for this daily bread and then get moving. Okay? You don't stay put. He said, pray for your daily bread and then use your faith and get to work and feed those who are in need. Do something to help others get their daily bread. 
Here at Helotus Hills, I see that you're making a difference by helping others get their daily bread through mission, through working at the San Antonio Food Bank, through your backpack ministry program for school children, by hosting fellowship meals that are free. Do you know that? What can you get in the world for free? A fellowship meal here. You see how God provides your daily bread through others' giving and then calls us into service by giving. So this call to action, give us this day our daily bread, is not to sit passively by and receive. It is to receive God's sustenance and then pass it out to the world who is hungry for the bread of life. Your neighbors, your friends, your family, they are hungry. They are starving for the word of life found in Jesus Christ. And if we don't give them that word, how will they receive it? They will starve to death spiritually. And so as you receive by God giving us our daily bread, get into action and move. The next line is forgive as we. Now, that was a real light one back there. Because this is a hard one. Forgive us our as we. Sometimes this is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, because people do mean, bad, stupid, harmful, violent things to us. And Jesus didn't say, only forgive them if they are really nice to you. He said, you will be forgiven with the same measure that you forgive. And that is a scary thought. The Greek word used here is aphiemi, aphiemi. And it means literally forgiveness and pardon of our sins or crimes against God. Yeah, our crimes against God. And it it literally means to send forth or release, let go. Let go. And we're here asking God to release us from our trespasses, our sins. And then Jesus flips that and asks us in return that we forgive others, release others. We're praying that God will forgive us to the same degree that we are willing to forgive others. This is a hard one. Jesus, I want to say you're meddling now, but it's a fact of life. All of us need forgiveness, and we need to forgive others. We've got to forgive our family, our friends, our children, our coworkers, everyone, and anyone who has hurt us. And brothers and sisters, I know this is hard work. Jesus showed us how to pray for our enemies, those who would seek to hurt us, and to forgive them. And God will forgive us. That's real freedom. I know it's scary, but it is really freedom. So if you have anyone in your life, I mean, like every day I get up and get mad at somebody. They're not going fast enough. They're going too slow. They turn in front of me. I get mad. There are people in my life that have hurt me and I have a hard time dealing with. But what I do for them now is to pray for them. The same prosperity, goodness, love, peace, happiness that I pray for myself, I pray for them by name. And I challenge you too to find that person, that situation, that circumstance, and pray for them fervently by name for their blessing. And if you do this even for just a couple weeks, you will find yourself transformed. You won't be angry or mad or resentful. 
you might even have compassion for that person. That's how the Spirit works in us. Try that for a couple of weeks. Pray for those who hurt you. The next line is this. I hear a little mumbling back there. And lead us. I know y'all are awesome because you know this prayer. Now, when I first heard this, Adam Hamilton preach about this. He often, he tells us that we often pray, and I do myself. We run it all together. And we say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Do you ever do that? But he said, if you put a pause between lead us, then you're really claiming that God's leading you. So let's think about that. And lead us, take a breath, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You see, because the real point is that God will lead us. God will lead us away from the trouble that we find ourselves in because every single one of us, well, we, we get in trouble. We are tempted. Mm, every day we are tempted. It's part of being human. And Jesus came that we might find forgiveness. Jesus came to show us that God can lead us from temptation. I shared with the earlier service what one of my biggest temptations are. They had, a lot, they had a lot of good time with that when we were outside talking. I said to them that my, one of my temptations, I have several, is about my ego. My ego gets in the way, and I am sorely tempted to glorify myself and not God. You see, I give in to this temptation when I make it my personal practice to believe the hype that people say. Like when they leave today, they might say, oh, pastor, that was the best sermon I ever heard. And if I believe in that, my ego gets fed by that, I'm tempted to believe it. And then another thing happens too, because sometimes people will say to me, pastor, that was the worst sermon I have ever heard. And I could beat myself up. You ever beat yourself up when people say things mean to you? I could do that. But again, that's my ego speaking. And so I choose not to believe the best that people say about me, nor the worst. Because I know that God has placed me someplace in the middle. But my temptation is ego. What is your temptation? And Jesus said to tell us to pray and lead us. Not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The last line. You did good. Every week in churches all around the world, we sing the doxology. This morning, we sang the doxology, and Kathy is so kind to me. I uh, messed up the order last service, and I, uh, I didn't sing it until after the service. Thank you for your forgiveness. The doxology is a song of praise. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's what we do as Christians every week. For thine is the kingdom. That's a praise. It's a doxology. What if you said the doxology all day long? Praise God that I'm sitting in this light. Praise God that things aren't going as well. Praise God from who all blessings flow. Praise God for thine is the kingdom. Now, also these words, you notice he didn't, Jesus didn't say again, for mine is the kingdom and the glory and the power. No, for God is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And that is our praise for God. In the early church, used this prayer to remind people to praise God three times a day. When? Morning, 
noon, and night. It was a practice of early Christians to do that. And I'm not sure how many people do that today. But I wonder if your life might be transformed if you pray this prayer. If you think about these words and what they mean. How your life might be different. How you might really trust in God. And let praise burst forth from your mouth. I wonder, are you willing to add this prayer to your spiritual disciplines? And let the Lord's prayer sink deeply into your heart and mind and life. Well, why don't we pray the Lord's Prayer one more time together. We're going to pray it slowly and think about these words, okay? Let's pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So as we leave this place today, as we prepare to leave, we believe that we are on a lifelong journey, all of us together, of continual transformation. Each of us come here striving to deepen our relationship with God in Christ. And it is through this growing relationship that we have deep gratitude. We give thanks to God. And Jesus commands all of us to go forth and make disciples. So I want to remind you of what your church mission statement is. You remember it? You're all looking blankly at me. I, I would love it if we didn't put that up there, right? But I want you to remember it because as we go forth from this place, this is our mission and our goal. As transformed Christians, believer in Jesus Christ, will you say it with me? The mission of Lotus Hills United Methodist Church is to make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Now, if you've decided to join this church as a member, you can come forward and speak to me as we sing our final hymn. For people who will eventually see this online, I would ask them to contact me at Pastor Cheryl at hhumc.com. There you can get prayers, get any questions answered, or consider being part of this congregation of the United Methodist Church. Well, I'm so glad that you join me in worship this day. I look forward to worshiping with you, praising God together in the many, many days we have to come. I'm going to send you forth in the light of Christ, carrying the mission out into a world that is so hungry for the food, the bread of Christ, and the light of Christ. Share that with them and allow them to experience the blessings of God. Will you do that? I didn't hear a really firm yes. Yes, yes. go forth in Christ's name and do that.